Hello and welcome to Pediapod for April 2018. In this episode, we investigate the effects of parental smoking behaviours on secondhand smoke exposure in infants. A major source of secondhand smoke exposure in infants is the home. Some parents are aware of this risk and make efforts to minimise the exposure by employing a total ban on smoking in the home. However, this is still uncommon. Many families opt for a partial smoking ban, only smoking in certain rooms or at certain times or at certain distances from the child. In order to get a better understanding of how parent smoking behaviour affected secondhand smoke exposure in children, Dr. Yi Nam from the University of Hong Kong and her team developed a questionnaire for non-smoking mothers with young infants and measured their children's salivary cotidine levels. My career passion put on how I can improve people's health. I find that indeed in Hong Kong right now, many people who are smoker. We call them hardcore smoker because they're not easy to be motivated to stop smoking. And I wish I can help them by putting some effort in improving the public health. And I think avoiding children from exposing in secondhand smoke is the first step to avoid them from the harm made by cigarettes. Do you think that secondhand smoke exposure is a, is a real problem in Hong Kong for children? Yes, because uh, since 2012, the Hong Kong government has implemented a comprehensive smoke-free law. This law prohibited all kinds of smoking at public areas. These public areas include a hospital, includes footbridge, it includes the bus stop. All the smokers cannot smoke within the smoke-free areas, otherwise they will be charged. Are you saying that this ban on smoking outside in public spaces may have increased the risk of, of parents smoking indoors with children perhaps present? Yes. Is there evidence that that has happened? As I remember, we have a paper from Kelvin Wong. We found that smoking has shifted from outdoor to indoor. And do you think that parents are aware of the dangers of secondhand smoke? I believe that most Hong Kong parents are aware of the danger of uh, secondhand smoke. And so what sorts of things do they do to try and minimise the exposure of their infants to, to secondhand smoke? They usually choose the places that deem to be safer, like a balcony, like the kitchen or the washroom, or some people will go out to the corridor for smoking. And and so in this study, you wanted to see whether any of those behaviours in the home had any effect on the secondhand smoke exposure? Yes. We prepared a questionnaire that assessed a smoking behaviour of the father and avoidance behaviour of the mother. And we will ask whether the father smoke at home or not. If they uh, smoke at home, how far away they smoke uh, near the kid. We will also ask how mother avoid exposing their children to the secondhand smoke made from the father. And we have questions asking whether they will do the following things, such as um, taking away the children from father who is smoking, open the windows if the father 
is smoking at home, they will stick some signs reminding their father not to smoke at home. Okay, so you have these non-smoking mothers answering a questionnaire, and then you have a, a salivary cotinine sample from their infants. Yes, you're right. How many homes were smoke-free? Among seven hundred and seventy-one families, uh, we have a non-smoking home of sixty-three percent. And how was that reflected in these in the cotinine samples of those infants? We found that those infants who lived in non-smoking family had a significantly lower salivary cotinine level than those children in smoking families. Now, of those children from households where the father did smoke, let's hear about some of the different factors that might have influenced the secondhand smoke exposure. First of all, what effect did the distance the father was smoking from the child have on the cotinine levels? Actually, we categorized the distance where the father smoke around the children into smaller than 1.5 meter, 3 to 1.5 meter, and further than 3 meter. And we found all this distance would increase children's uh, salivary cotton level, even they are very far away from the children. You mentioned that another avoidance behavior is getting the father to smoke in a in a room that they deem to be safe, like the kitchen or something. What what effect did the, the room that the father smoked in have on the exposure? Basically, we find no difference in the cotton level. That means if uh, someone smoke at a place that inside the house, it would increase uh, children's cotton level. So it really didn't matter where the father smoked. If he was smoking in the house, the child had a high exposure. You're right. What about some of the mother's avoidance behaviours that we mentioned, like opening windows and, you know, putting up signs? Did they have any effect on the secondhand smoke exposure? We found that even mother take away the children from the smoke, even they open the window or they post any sign to remind their father not to smoke at home. All these measures cannot avoid their children from exposed to secondhand smoke if the father smoke at home. So there really are no effective avoidance behaviours. If you're in a smoking home, your children are going to be exposed. Yes. I suppose it's interesting to ask, what happened when you compared infants from non-smoking families with smoking families who didn't smoke in the home? We actually find no differences between these two families in their salivary cotton and level. Okay, so if you are a father and you smoke, you can still avoid the damaging effects of secondhand smoke on your infants by just not smoking in the home. I believe that the cotton level may be just too low at this moment because we consider that there can be third-hand smoke. What is third-hand smoke? It would be a toxic substance that stick on the clothing or on the hands, on someone's body uh, who smoke that can cause a harmful effect to those people who get contact with them. Well, I'm sure your advice would be for everyone to not smoke, but what do you think are the implications of your study? I think it concludes that smoking at home do harm on children, no matter how much 
avoidance of behavior the parents take, and we again urge everyone not to smoke and not to smoke at home. So, since the smoking ban in public spaces, there's evidence that a lot of people have moved to smoking indoors. In light of these results, what do you think is the best move for public health campaigns about smoking? I hope that the Hong Kong government can increase the cigarette tax to encourage them to quit smoking. That was Dr. Swen Yinam from the University of Hong Kong. And that's all we've got time for. Join us again next month for another edition of Pediapod. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening. Thank you.